0: mushed he like leans <laughs> on the couch and he looks up it's like the side of his face so cute do you need him to move no it's okay i'm good okay okay <laughs> okay Welcome to Passports and Pizza, a podcast about everything by two carb-loving, carry-on-only gals. I'm Laura, a traveler and writer with an appetite for adventure. And I'm Sarah, an artist and food blogger who travels mainly for the food. Join us as we dive into anything and everything that's on our plate slash on our mind. <laughs> cool. We did it. Yay! Um, we Okay, our first episode was really chit-chatty, but, but if you've made it this far... yeah. And if you didn't start with that one, you might want to, because it's a yeah. get-to-know-us episode. We apologize multiple times for sounding like each other. Yeah. So we've already said I'm sorry, and I'm not doing it anymore. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Not sorry. This is Sarah speaking. Mm-hmm. This is Laura. Um, so, yeah, today we're, I mean, we're going to get into, like, our actual format of what the podcast is, so that'll be right. nice. But um, the main thing we're going to talk about is... Like Feast of St. Pizza, which is the big event of our year, basically, our friend yeah. group's year, um, which you might already know about if you already follow us. Yes. Um, so today's episode, um, once we dive into our topic, it's going to be kind of like a Feast of St. Pizza 101. Yep. Just kind of go through all the basics of it, why we started it, what's what it's all about, yeah. how we do it, why we do it, all that stuff. Why it's fun, all mm-hmm. sorts of stuff. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, do we want to do our salty sweet of the week, or is yeah. there anything that's new or exciting you want to talk about? Um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think we could just dive into let's, our yeah, let's dive salty, in the the salty sweet. Okay, can I share my salty first? Yes. Okay. My salty is, I shared this on Facebook, but... I just need help. I'm getting old and like all the things that I felt like I could bypass mm-hmm. as a young person are now creeping up to me. For most of my 20s, like I'm 20. Yeah. Uh, oh my gosh, I forgot how old I I'm 27. Yeah. And for most of my 20s, when I would hear people say like, oh, you need to moisturize. <laughs> Eye cream. I'm good. Cream your neck. uh, Yeah, cream your neck. Yeah, I gotta start creaming my neck. Eye (laughs) cream. All these, like, things that people are like, oh, you need to make sure you're doing this. And I always felt like I could bypass them. And one thing I'm realizing that I can't bypass is, um, night driving. (laughs) Oh, Uh, (laughs) I just bought myself (laughs) night driving glasses. Well, I, so I have pretty good vision. Uh In general, 20, I don't think I have 20, 20, but I got my eyes checked out maybe like two years ago, Mm -hmm. three years ago, um, just because I'd never gotten it checked out and the doctor was like, yeah, you're good. The only thing is you probably are struggling with nighttime driving if you're reading late at night or I was like, yeah, sometimes my eyes get a little like strained. Okay. So. He kind of wrote me a prescription for that, but yeah. I just again, at, in my 20s, I was like <laughs> I don't need to use this, like right. whatever. So I lost those glasses. They're gone. So wait, so you had glasses like just for for night driving and reading and like basically oh. like nighttime living. Okay. Never wore them. Only wore them. They were cute though. They were, <laughs> and I lost them. I don't know somewhere in moving. Oh, like, that sucks. Yeah, and I looked everywhere for them. Warby Parker's, and I really like them. But yeah, um, so I just felt like I could skirt that issue. I was like, I don't need this. Like, mm, mm-hmm. I don't need to wear these. But lately, like especially because it's getting later earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, Six o'clock on, I can just mm-hmm. feel my eye strain happening. Mm. And I haven't gotten, I haven't gotten, I have gotten headaches from it, but I haven't gotten, like, migraines or anything. Okay. But especially the blue light thing is definitely an issue for me. Mm. And I'm working so much more on my laptop now than I was yeah. before. Every night yeah, I'm working. Yeah, that blue light thing is, like, we get, like, apparently, um like, skin damage from blue light. Are you serious? Yeah, because, you know, like, the Super Supergoop um, sunscreens? Yeah. Like That's, all the new sunscreens <gasps> now, like promote like also protecting you against blue light. Oh my god! It ages us. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah, I mean, I guess it makes sense. I, uh, yeah, but then okay, so I put on Facebook like I need I need blue light protecting glasses slash whatever, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking about just getting non prescription like just to help me out with that mm-hmm. and whatever filtering and readers like readers as, like old yeah people call them. not like <laughs> like I don't want to go back to the optometrist or whatever, but. Yeah. Um, maybe I should. I don't know. But I can find my my eyes. Well, I'll start. Mm. I can't really show the podcast You're <laughs> but like squinting. I'm squinting, okay. but ever so slightly. Not mm. like a full squint, but like yeah. a slight squint. And then whenever I walk away from my computer, yeah, I'm also going on my phone mm-hmm. to check things on social media and whatnot. And yeah, it's really getting to me. And I just feel like I'm getting these eye strain issues yeah. like at night I feel so tired just oh. in my eye area that's That's weird I don't think I've ever felt that I've had terrible vision my whole life right um like you've had glasses and contacts forever yeah literally yeah. since I was three years old yeah I'm legally blind <laughs> of like technically I am legally yeah. blind with if I don't have anything on um but I just got night vision glasses, like, I ordered them from Amazon. So you know that night vision, like... So they are, they look like yellow sunglasses, and they just help me with, like, because I get really bad, like, glares and halos, Mm -hmm. and, like, other people's headlights straight up blind me. I can't see where I'm going. Yeah. So it doesn't make it perfect. It's not a miracle worker, but it it definitely helps me a little bit. Like, especially if it's raining. Yeah. I literally have no idea what is happening on the road if it's raining. Just that shine and like it all kind of like flattens out and just looks like lights and colors like it almost looks like i'm driving on a mirror yeah it's bizarre no i i i know what you're talking about but Mm. i felt like for a long time like oh whatever night driving whatever but like (laughs) no i understand it like for sure and now with and now w- there's like snow on the ground and stuff and that's like oh yeah it's very bright the weird brightness is re- so uh-huh. my eyes my my eyes aren't right that's yeah. basically my salty. and i also just feel like i don't it sucks yeah wow. i might need some glasses well just do wait i'm 29 and i turn 30 in like 5 months and it's true what people say <laughs> like when you hit 30, things change and it no. all goes downhill. No, it doesn't. Yeah. No, it I doesn't. just got, this is like kind of like an extra salty. Um, I just got my first real, real bad hangover. Oh no. I was. Oh yeah. Let, yeah. I know what you're talking about. I, I was, literally messaged you on Instagram. I, know. I was like, girl, yeah. <laughs> slow down. It was bad. Yeah. I broke my streak. I threw up from drinking for the first <gasps> time in my life. I had not mm. thrown up since 2011 when I had food poisoning. Like, I'm not a person who throws up Ooh. at all. I threw up from drinking. And then... You were in Ocean City, right? Yeah, I was visiting it was a girl's friend. weekend. Yep. And I totally overdid it. Um, well, I knew it, like, <sighs> it you bad. were getting lit because on Instagram you're like, <laughs> here's... Sarah's a lightweight like she needs two drinks max and she's already giggly right and it was so when you were like fourth drink my mom the next day was like what were you (laughs) thinking?" um the next day I was so sick I thought I had a stomach virus oh no I was like I was just like nauseous how was your head my I had like a mild headache but it was more like I was shaky I felt heavy I was really weak it was. How was your food, your stomach, and everything? I well, I ate breakfast and then because I like you know I've been hungover before and it's like you eat and then you usually feel better. Yeah, it helps. So it's like I don't feel well, but I know I should eat breakfast, get something in my system. But this time, it was like, thank God I did not throw up again at all. But I was Oof. nauseous the whole day. I almost threw up several times. Which is, this is one of me, like, my body does not like to do that. <laughs> I literally was like, I'm going to throw up. And then I didn't. And it's like three times. Um. So, all oh, day. No. So, I ate breakfast. And then the only thing I ate the rest of the night was, like, some ginger beer and a couple, like, <sighs> Annie's cheesy cracker things. Because I had just had no appetite. It was so bad. But...
1: Have you heard this whole
0: activated, like, charcoal thing? Like, how that's supposed to help with hangovers? Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, I I don't don't know. We'll talk about that later. It was bad. But basically, I actually had five drinks that night. Because I forgot that I had a whiskey ginger with dinner. But also, it was like... You know, sometimes you go out and you'll have drinks with dinner, but you're like eating, and you're not really feeling. Yeah, but you're kind of eating throughout the night. Or say you go out, but you're like dancing, so you might have a drink, but then you're dancing and you're like distracted. There's time, and you're not really like chugging drinks. Yeah, Yeah. but this was a night where we went to this amazing cocktail bar, and that's my other problem. Is like when I'm there, I'm like, I'm here, I have to (laughs) get stuff. So I like for hours that one I'd had like four. Very strong whiskey drinks, no food, and it was it was bad news. But they're really they must have been so strong because you know they were like (laughs) like an old fashioned is basically all liquor. Yep. And it was like a full rocks glass, like that might have had like four ounces of whiskey in it, and that's one drink. Yeah. And it was also that thing where like you don't realize quite how drunk you are until you stand up to leave. Yep. I know that game. It it was real bad. Yeah, I actually I have a video I can show you later. That <laughs> my, my Abby took a beat pretty. Maybe thirsty. that'll be our blooper on the way out. <laughs> it's more visual. Yeah, but yeah, but anyway. But yeah, it's not like you was... guys went out to like get drunk or. Not really. Did you? I mean, no, we went out for like a you girls' went for night. And it was like plus like Abby, our friend was DDing because she was doing a whole thirty. Right. She was like, God bless her, like. She was feeling Dealing with the you and uh, And she was just, like, amidst all this chaos because um, Devin, our other friend, also threw up that night. And oh, Abby's just, no. like, in the middle of all this. Being it mom. Was, it was so bad. I, <laughs> like, honestly, I'm, like, almost scared to drink again from that. But it's so true. Like, people say, like, you hit 30 and you can't drink the same way anymore. Yeah. And, yeah. Also, for dinner that night, I had a Caesar salad with salmon. So, like, nothing really. Yeah, so, like, never again. If I'm going to drink, I need to have the burger and fries. Like, this is my, like, is that what we're getting tonight? (laughs) Yes. Yeah, Yeah, after we record, we're going out. And guess what? I'm ordering the burger and fries. Fill her up. Also, I'm having one drink, two drinks maximum. Me too. But that's because I have to drive home. (laughs) Right. Oh, my God. If I was driving, I probably wouldn't drink anything because I'm such a lightweight. But, guys, it's real. When you turn 30, you can't, you can't. Live it up anymore like that, yeah. You I think go to I... bed early and you enjoy it. Like I felt like I had a fever. No, it was bad. I know. I know what a bad hangover. Because I, I'm telling you, I've had bad. Like mm-hmm. always had like bad yeah. hangovers. But it was awful. Lucas said the same thing though, and he turned 30 last year. It's real. And I don't think you get it. Like mm-hmm. I, and Luke used uh-huh. to be able to rally, no problem. <laughs> right. But now yeah. he's like the next day is just gone. We'll do one productive thing the mm-hmm. whole day. Well, also a couple weeks ago when we were in Lancaster together and I had too much yeah. whiskey that night, I also felt disgusting that night afterwards. Mm-hmm. Like I was feeling nauseous and stuff. And I was like, Oh, it's just kind of a weird day. I had like a lot of coffee, weird, a lot of yeah. whiskey. But you know what else I realized? Guess uh. what I had for dinner that night? A salad. Caesar salad with salmon. Why do you keep doing that? I don't know. It's like don't ever order the Caesar she's salad like, with salmon if she's you plan like, to drink whiskey. Trying to balance out like all these cocktails with yeah. like a Caesar salad. Just order the burger. Yeah, just do it. But you're like, I I understand where you're coming from. You're like, oh, I'm gonna drink, right. so like I'm gonna eat light, engorging yourself. Exactly. But yeah, you pay the price. Yeah, and that night I had three pretty strong whiskey drinks. Yeah, that was oh, a weird very day good. though. That was the day we sat down and planned like everything for the podcast. So yeah. we it, we were like caffeinating ourselves, right, all afternoon. Yeah, that it was night bad. you had a salad. I forgot. Oh, Luke and I had like all these weird appetizers. And Abby again was still on the whole thirty and both times this happened to me the next morning I was like, I bet Abby feels great. I bet she's thriving. (laughs) Well, it's like the people who don't drink on New Year's Eve and then Mm -hmm. they have their first day of the new year, like, right. Ah Yeah. I feel so refreshed. And I'm like, I wonder what that's like. I've Yeah. (laughs) I don't remember a time when I see I can do that, that. like if I'm home alone on a Friday, I might think about having a drink, you know, at home. But then I'm like, nah, I'll feel better tomorrow if I don't. Yeah. So I won't. But if I'm like out at a bar that I know makes really good cocktails, Mm -hmm. which is one of my favorite things in the world, I'm going to order one. Yeah. But then one turns into three and then here (laughs) we are. And now I'm old. (laughs) Oh, well...
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll let that be my
0: actual salty for this episode, (laughs) and I'll save my other one. one. (laughs) that one is real salty. Yeah. Oh, that's real bad. That's intense. Well, let's let's, uh, take it up a notch. What's your sweet? Let's talk about nice things. So my sweet, I know this seems, this is a weird thing to be sweet, but I had last night to myself, um, Mm -hmm. and... I've always, I'm an extrovert for sure. Maybe we'll do a thing on personality tests and, you know, whatever. But I'm an extrovert for sure. But I feel like I'm the most introverted extrovert in certain ways. Like, Mm. I really love a night once a month Mm -hmm. where I'm by myself in our apartment. It's, like, the best. Not that I don't love Luke. It's just that... You get to watch, like, something that you only want to watch. Yeah. Like, last night, I finally watched Marvelous Mrs. Mrs. Maisel, which which I don't know why I waited so long to watch, but Mm -hmm. I was fully enjoying that. I was working on, like, blog stuff. Mm -hmm. I was... I cooked myself dinner, and I, like, kind of, like, indulged because I've been eating really healthy, and I was just like, you know what? been really snowy. I just want, like, comfort food, so I made, like, mac and cheese, and I was, like, nice. living my best life. Yeah. I lit a candle, and it was just, like, the mm-hmm. nicest. It is nice. It yeah. was so nice. <laughs> it was quiet. Mm-hmm. I love going out and knowing that, like, tonight we're gonna go out drink mm-hmm. and have dinner with people. A Friday night, after a long week of just madness, yeah. you have that night just, like, to do whatever the heck you want to do and just... Mm-hmm relax and just watch whatever you want to watch and also like let's not lie when you're when you're with someone for a long time Mm -hmm. there are certain things that you don't do regularly when they're there like for example Mm -hmm. I don't really watch like chick flicks that often with Mm -hmm. Luke just because I'll save that for when I'm running or like when I'm by myself so what do I actually want to do like what I can do now like (laughs) it's not like Luke restricts me on anything but I'm gonna choose Mm -hmm. different things depending on like what he wants to watch and it's like when I'm not home Robert watches all like the weird alien right right like I'll watch watch a a true crime series Mm -hmm. on the on the actual tv and not like on my laptop while I'm doing something right anyway that was great so that's That's my sweet like the one night Friday night was great just kicking back yeah that sounds nice yeah Awesome. What about you? What was your sweet? My sweet, um, similar, uh, like, also related to my girls weekend that I had last weekend with friends. Um, we had just a super chill Saturday. No real plans. And I think I mentioned, like, how my nails were looking terrible. I was like, I kind of really need a manicure. Oof. And then... It's been a long Abby time. I was like, so let's all want... go get manicures. I was like, oh, yeah, that's a perfect event That's to a girl do thing to do. With, you know, girls weekend. <laughs> Um, so I got a gel manicure. Ooh, nice. And so it's a week later and my nails still look fabulous. Love gel. And so I had gotten my first gel manicure for my own wedding, which was four and a half years ago. And I loved it. And I was lucky because like, you're not supposed to peel it off, Mm -hmm. but mine peeled off easily. So I just did that and I was like, whatever. But then when I was in my friend's wedding... Like two years ago, I got a gel manicure, but it was like this special like powder gel. Mm-hmm. That's which like, is like a new thing everyone's trying to get. And it's do. like way more intense. So that I did have to get like chemically, like you Removed. soak your hand in acetate, and then they use that like Dremel thing to like. And I hated it. I, I don't was like, like that either. never again. It ruined my nails. Yeah, I got a headache from all the chemical fumes. smells and fumes and the thing that they use to like. It It, like makes my blood run cold. So I was like, I'm never doing that again. But then when we went to get manicures last weekend, Abby was like, oh, well, you got that powder one. So I was like, oh, yeah, maybe that was the problem. It's like, you know what? I'll take a walk on the wild side. I'll try a gel manicure again. Because it's really like if you're spending money on a manicure, then it's the only thing worth spending money on because... Like, if I get a regular manicure, I only do it with, like, basically nude colors that if they chip, you don't really notice. Yeah. But my nails right now, you can't see because it's a podcast, but they're, like, this, like, raspberry maroon color. And, like, they look like they were done today. Yeah. And it's amazing. And they're probably going to stay like that for at least another week. Yeah. Maybe another two weeks. hmm So... Yeah, fingers crossed they come off well, but I'm very much enjoying it. Like, I just feel so fancy. Yeah, don't you feel like everything you, like, everything (laughs) you pick up, you're like, like, oh. (laughs) You're like, pick things up a different way. Like, everything feels like, Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I'm not someone who gets manicures much at all. Like, I'll get it done, like, if I'm in my friend's wedding. Right. Um, But that's about it. Because, especially because I work with with my hands hands all the time, if I paint my nails, they last for maybe a day before they start to look bad. So, I don't know. If this goes well, I might start getting a jail manicure, like, once a month. You should. Okay, so this episode, we wanted to talk a lot lot about uh, Feast of St. Pizza, which is, like, basically, we'll talk about what it is, how we got started with it, and all that fun stuff. So, do you want to explain what Feast of St. Pizza is? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. um, Well, so this is Sarah talking Um, Feast of St. Pizza is something that I learned about in, uh, my podcast listening Mm -hmm. habit. Um, there was this podcast by Heritage Radio Network called, I think it was called Pizza Party. It was like a kind of like short, like one season podcast they did that every episode was about pizza in some fashion. And on the one episode they had this guy on who did the original Feast of St. Pizza where he and a couple friends ate at, um, the 10 best pizza places in New York City, like in the five boroughs in one day. And I just remember like listening to it. I was like, that sounds like so much fun. I love this idea. And then I had this light bulb moment of like, oh my God, you don't have to do this in New York. You could do this anywhere. And I was like, I should get friends together to do this in Lebanon because we have a ton of pizza places. Yes. And we are blessed here. We are. Central PA likes their pizza. So... Um, I think I mentioned it to a couple of people, like, if I planned this, would you guys do it? And of course, everyone was like, yes. And at the time you had recently started your site, which was all about, you know, you were big into like local adventure at the time and stuff like that. And like finding adventure in your hometown. And so I was thinking like the origin of our friendship actually really is like travel and pizza. No, it really is. Because like we knew each other then. Um, yeah, we were, we were, we're in the same squad, but like the thing is like, but like our like friendship of like the two of us as friends, I feel like really started when we started working on that together and doing stuff. Yeah. So we teamed up and we're like, let's do this. We'll both blog about it. At that time you didn't have your podcast yet. No. Um, that came later. Yeah. So the first year we did in Lebanon, PA, we had, I think like 12 to 15 friends. It was a big group. Yeah. And so we hit up 10 pizza spots in Lebanon. It's always 10. Yes, always 10. We are a diehard 10. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes we have a bonus one. Like yeah. in Philly, we had a bonus one. Um, Nothing less than 10. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's not a feast. We've yeah. had multiple people be like, oh, we should do less. Yeah. No. Yeah. Although, if you want to do this, though, feel free to do less if that's more manageable for you. But for me and Laura, <laughs> when we do it, we're going it's in very efficient. We do 10. Yeah. Um, so feel free to adapt any of what we talk about to your own needs and, yeah. and wants, but, um, so yeah, we did Lebanon and then the next year we did Philly and then the third year we did Lancaster and last year we did Old Forge PA. Yes. So, so this is year five. five. Yeah. yeah. Which we're not positive where we're going yet. We need to start working on that. Maybe we'll talk about that after this episode. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And we'll do a whole episode this year when we do it. Yes. And so you have two episodes? Yes. So I have two. Yes. I have Lancaster and I have Philly, Philly, I believe on my older podcast which you can look up if you go yeah. to my website which is com, or if you it's yeah. romangolitely podcast. Yeah. Um, so if you want to go listen to those those are Yeah, really and fun. they're fun. They're just yeah. us like remarking on the pizzas. And honestly like this has become kind of like the yearly thing that all of our friends really look forward to. Mm-hmm. 10 places seems like a lot. Mm-hmm. But if you don't eat breakfast, and well you yeah, start they as soon as bacon you can pizza for breakfast. Yeah. Cause yeah, we start usually the earliest place opens around 10. Yeah. So we start at 10 and, and then you just go. We usually, it usually lasts about 13 hours. Yep. So you don't sweet need to spots, eat anything else. Yeah, the sweet spots are like when you were able to walk it off too. Mm-hmm. Like if you're walking between places, which again, central Pennsylvania flushed mm-hmm. with yeah. pizza places. Yeah, like Lancaster, we walked everywhere. Yeah. And that was actually kind of a problem because they were some so of the places were only a block and a half from each other. Yeah. So we didn't even have that. Like downtime of walking. Digestion. There were a couple places where we had to walk more like a mile. Yeah. That's kind of like half a mile is like probably a sweet spot between places. But Um, honestly, 10 10 isn't that much when it's all said and done. It's a mm -hmm. whole day. You do have to pace yourself. Yes. Um, One slice slash, yeah. Like half a slice sometimes, depending on what you're getting. But yeah. And like we usually, I'd say we average around 15 people, although like, Lancaster we had that was when a we huge... were at Luca we had twenty eight, thirty people. Yes. Um, which they were super accommodating. Yeah. Them. They're awesome. Oh. But um so if we have like fifteen pizza or pizzas, if <laughs> we have fifteen <laughs> people, people. <laughs> um, a lot of times we'll ask the pizza place to cut the pizza into like twelve or sixteen yep. instead of eight so we have skinnier. Smaller slices. slices yeah. Especially if we're ordering two pizzas. To try different ones, and you can have, like, a skinny slice of this and a skinny slice of that. Yeah. And try them both out. It's really fun because we've sort of become pizza snobs. Yeah. (laughs) Like, we definitely... So, we've... Living here in central Pennsylvania, uh, most of the pizza places we've been... I mean, we're going to talk about our biggest gems that we've discovered, but... Mm -hmm. If you're planning your own, I definitely would suggest mixing in, like mom and pop style, Mm -hmm. like what we have here in the Northeast, like New York style-ish pizza Mm -hmm. mixed with your artisanals, Mm -hmm. wood fire, whatever, um, more traditional Italian style pizza. Mm -hmm. But it's always nice when you have a mix because out of the four trips we've done so far, what was your favorite? Like favorite city? Yeah. Um, or I guess like favorite like experience or year. Oh gosh. And then we'll talk we'll talk about individual pizzas in a second. Right. But well, like out of the four, I Lebanon, think, Lancaster, I think Philly. like um overall best was probably Lancaster. But then most interesting was Old Forge. <laughs> that was a trip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Um Also, yeah, I'm hopefully by the time this episode comes out, I'll have a blog post all about our old forge trip on cakeoversteak.com. And then I'm also planning to release a blog post all about planning your own. So anything we probably don't cover here will probably be in that post. So if If we'll link to them in the show notes. Yeah. Um, because Sarah's, like, the master planner of everything. She basically... I mean, you've done the research. Mm-hmm. You've planned the schedule. Yeah. I'm very yeah. type A yes. controlling <laughs> and, like, mathematically brained. Yeah. So I create the the puzzle and put all the pieces together yeah. to make it a successful day. So you would say Lancaster was the best, but mm-hmm. Old Forge was, like, the most The most interesting. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, Lebanon, it was our first year um loving was a ball it was so much fun and which is why we've continued to do it yeah because i feel like we knew it was going to be fun but and every year i feel like we get the same feeling of like oh my gosh that was so fun and also it's a really great way to support your community and i also feel like the community really enjoys it yeah as soon as you tell the shop owners what Mm -hmm. we're doing they're like oh that's so fun yeah and like they want to know where else you're going they want to like Give you their best pizza. They yes. want to make sure they make a good impression. They you they'll know, give you a lot of like really good accommodations too. Like yeah. a lot of times it's like you're taking up half the restaurant mm-hmm. like yeah. group and that's why planning ahead is so crucial because yeah. especially like when we were in Lancaster we went to Luca which is one of our favorite restaurants. So if you're ever in Lancaster please go there. Yeah, they're amazing and like it's hard to get a reservation there if you have like four people in your party and even we, two. It's, yeah. And I think I emailed them ahead of time. I was like, hey, I'm probably going to have like 15 people. Can you even accommodate us? Like, if not, that's fine. I understand what we're doing. Yeah. Told them what we were up to. And they're like, oh, no, no. Like, we'd love to have you. We'll figure it out. And then as we got closer to the date, our numbers were just growing. And I ended up having like 28 people. And I emailed them. I was like, I am so sorry. But like. It's Please so let me bigger. know, but this is what's happening. And then they had somehow just acquired like a yes. special event space and they put us in there. We pre-ordered some pizzas so that we weren't like monopolizing their pizza oven and they they were just the absolute best. Yeah. And, um, but like if we had just shown up there with 28 people, they would have been like, no, no way. What the heck are you doing? No way. Yeah, like you have you to have be to considerate, cons- ugh, considerate of the places you're going to, but then they in turn are usually so happy Absolutely. to accommodate you and have you and participate in everything. We've well, had people ask, are you going to do this next year? Like, yeah. Are <laughs> Can you invite like more community members yeah. to do this too? Because it is a good way to like support them. Mm-hmm. And we, we love just the experience of doing it with our friends. Mm-hmm. And it's fun because we're constantly just bantering back and forth mm-hmm. what does anyone have any recommendations for when we went to Philadelphia yeah whatever like we have friends who went to college in Philly or they live in Philly mm-hmm. getting their like recommendations adding them into the mix and right. making our itinerary based off of them that was really cool yeah so what do you think are biggest gems that we've found in the past um five years four years four years when I think of like like stunners like surprise ones I think of DeCarlo's in Lancaster. in
1: Which was our number
0: nine place. And I didn't know anything about them. No. Before we went. And it turns out that their pizza, they I don't even know what style you would call it. It's completely unique. Um, It's not a mom and pop sort of like round pizza. Yeah, because it is a chain. Yeah. From like, I feel like almost like Midwest or something. Yeah. Or the dough or something. The dough is not cut into like a, you know, the triangle. Yeah, it was more like Old Forge style, which is yeah, a pan, um, rectangle. Like a sheet. And they call it like a three cut or a six cut, depending yeah. on how big of a piece you get. But the cheese. And then their cheese that they do is oh sharp provolone. And what's even weirder is they like cook the dough for a bit, and then they put the sauce on and put that in. And then they bring that out and just put the cheese on cold. Yes. And melt. melts. And the cheese does not go in the oven. No. So then the, this cheese just melts onto the rest of the pizza. Yeah. And it's so incredible. Yeah, it was... That was a find, for sure. Yeah. What about um, Philly? Um, Pizzeria Badia? Oh, yeah, we Everyone, okay, (laughs) everyone was hyping up. Okay, I... Maybe it's, like, the hipster tendency in me, but, like, Mm -hmm. whenever someone's, like, really hyping up, like, how great this... How Mm -hmm. great this pizza is, and, oh, my God, it's the best pizza in the whole world, this guy got trained, Yeah, Pizzeria Badia is a... Place in Philly that was named Best Pizza in America by right. Bon Appetit magazine. So everyone's hyping this place up. They only ser- yeah. at the time they only served a certain amount of dough per day. You had yeah. to wait in line. It's one guy, Joe Badia, I think yeah. is his name, who makes all the pizza dough and makes all the pizzas himself. He only makes forty a day. Yeah, you have to wait in line for like hours before he opens to place your order. Yes, and then they tell you like we waited in line at like four o'clock. They open at like five and we got in there i think i ordered at 5:30 they're like okay you can pick up your pizzas at 7:35 and 7:40 and we were like oh my <laughs> so god so we were like okay <laughs> so then i think we left and went and ate pizza somewhere else and then we and came, then came back, back and got and our we pizza we ate it on the street but mm-hmm. literally the whole time everyone's hyping up oh my gosh this is the number one pizza in the world mm-hmm. and my my inner thought was this is I, this isn't going to be yeah it's not going to live up what like it can't live up to the hype and i was absolutely I was ready to hate it. Like I was mm-hmm. pretty much one hundred percent ready to be like, "This is not anything. It's cracked up to be right, <laughs> dead, dead wrong." No, like it was the best pizza. It I've was ever the ever best. Had. Literally, there was a like a huge piece of chard. Yeah, the one pizza we this got white pizza. Had Swiss chard all over it. And I look when you look at that, you're like, yeah. "There's literally a huge green lettuce right. it's on like this." My brother Colin said something like, "The fact that this pizza has a." It's, like, mm-hmm. covered in a vegetable, and I still think it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> like, and that's how good it was. Yeah. Because his crust was perfection. Yeah. He uses really good cheese. He uses, um, like, Jersey tomatoes, I think. It's, everything is carefully thought about. And then, oh, by the way, his book, Pizza Camp. Yes, that's a classic an for an amazing you. Um, book all about how to make his pizza at home. Which is incredible. And if I'm wrong, he is opening up a new he. They he closed is, for. They did. He did close, but um, I think this spring 2019, he's opening up his own pizza restaurant. Awesome. In like Fishtown mm-hmm. in Philly. So I'm really hoping that that's open by my birthday because I, I need be to awesome. go. Um. Also, his other trick, which you can do this to any pizza you make at home. Or even, like, if you order pizza from somewhere, do this to the pizza when it shows up. Drizzle it with good olive oil. Oh, yes. And then grate really, really good Parmesan cheese on it. Although, technically, I think the cheese that he finishes his pizza with is an aged Gouda. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Well, either way, that pizza was amazing, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, well, we should talk more about Old Forge. Yeah. Because we don't have a podcast one about that. But no. let me, before I forget, let me go grab my book... Pizza PDF. Okay, while you grab that, I'm gonna talk about what Old Forge. Yeah. Was okay. Out. So Old Forge is basic. I mean, how do I say this? Old Forge is basically titled itself the pizza capital of the world, which living in Pennsylvania and doing our research like where we want to go next for Feast of St. Pizza was pretty interesting. I mean, we could obviously go to New York or wherever. But we decided that we wanted to do Old Forge. I mean, it's literally in our own state. And considering that we had never heard of Old Forge and it's calling itself the pizza capital, like who wouldn't want to go check that out? So basically we all piled in our cars and um, our friend Dave or Uncle Dave as we call him doesn't live too far by. So he was sort of like our, (laughs) our guide through this little town, Old Forge, and they're kind of known for their unique style of pizza. So, here, Sarah's back with I'm her back. breath. I'm out of breath because my house is <laughs> yeah. three stories and I just had to go down to the first floor. We have to link to this book in the yeah. show notes. Um, yeah, I got this cute little book for Christmas called Pizzapedia. <laughs> it's time Gilmore. Gilmore is like rolling around on the ground right now. Um, and this book is like made for me because it's all about pizza and it's all illustrated. Yes. It's so cute. Um, That's something you definitely could have illustrated. I know it's like, why didn't I do this? Um, but I was really excited because they mention Old Forge in the in book, this book, yeah. Which I have to find it. Yeah. So, go so ahead. this book has a page where they talk about California style, St. Louis style, Chicago style, Detroit style, New Haven, and also Old Forge style pizza, which I will have Laura read because I'm still out of breath. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Baked in rectangular metal trays, Old Forge pizza comes in two varieties, red or white. Red is made with tomato sauce and cheese. White is cheese only, double crust with olive oil and rosemary sprinkled on top. Which, that was, that's pretty well explained. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a sheet of pizza. Yeah. It's a like, square sheet. I described it as like stuffed crust pizza, but if the whole pizza was just the yes. stuffed crust. Yes. It's thick. <laughs> And it's also, like, the, white, the white was completely different than what I thought it was going to be. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the cheese and the double crust and the... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Yeah, it's really strange. It's almost like a calzone stromboli, yeah. but it's, like, basically just cheese in the middle. I guess sometimes yeah. they have it with, like, broccoli and stuff. Sometimes they put, like, garlic and olive oil. Well, that's typical. Yeah. Garlic and olive oil. And, like, onions on the top yeah. and, like, herbs and stuff. So, basically, Old Forge... It has its unique style of pizza. It's mm-hmm. called the Pizza Capital of the World. I don't know if they gave themselves that name. Yeah, but, they did. Yeah. They actually had to, I think, like pay money to like name their city that, and there's a big sign in town. Yeah. And stuff. But the best thing about that trip was just like how weird of a like experience it was because it's <laughs> so, such a small town. So small. Like we on must the main have been stretch, so weird. Like, these bunch of strangers coming into town and just... Yeah, like, literally at the end of the night, (laughs) we were walking out of the last place, and we walked by a bar, and these ladies were outside on the porch, and they were like, are you the pizza people? Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Because we had, like, our matching shirts on and stuff, and, like, when we went to our number nine spot, the owner was like, yeah, I saw you guys walking through town, I was waiting for you to show up. That's how small of a town it is. Yeah, like, people were talking about it, and... On that main stretch, I think there were five pizza places all within like two blocks, yeah, or whatever, like across the street from each other. Yes, variety wise, like Old Forge, there wasn't that much comparison. Right, they They were were all all very similar. They all got their dough from the same place, essentially. Yeah, a lot of them did. Yeah, from Augustini's Bakery, I think it's called, and. Nor, we're, we were sort of spoiled by getting used to, like, oh, there's different styles of pizza. Mm-hmm. And, like, oh, yeah. we'll get this one with um honey on top. Or, like, right. <laughs> we'll get that, like, with buffalo yeah. chicken. This yeah. was, like, no. it's This was, like, red, all white. mom and pop. Literally, like, Italian families in Old Forge who have settled there and opened these pizza shops. Has not changed. Yeah. and But also, I loved that town, too, because... There wasn't, like, rivalry between them. They no, all, like, they all eat at friendly. each other's and know each other and support each other, which is really fun. Yes. And there's also a really good feature about them from, um, I forget who made it, but we'll link to it in the show notes. It's a phone... Ugh. <laughs> I can't talk. It's a fun little, like, nine-minute video where they... Yeah. Like, they talk to, like, Mary, Mary Lou. Yeah. Who is this like grandma who made the pizza at this takeout place? And she gave us our pizza for free. That's another thing. They were so giving. Yes, we got free (laughs) wine. Yeah, Mary Lou was also giving us free bread. Yeah, like they were just so happy to have us. And that's what I mean about like the community aspect of it. That that was cool. You're not just eating pizza, but you're like getting to know a city in this really strange way. People think that travel is hopping on a plane and. Mm -hmm getting a new passport stamp and seeing, like, the Louvre, right? (laughs) No, this was so cool because, like, I had never heard of... None of Mm -hmm. us had heard of Old Forge and, like, that was such a cool experience to just, like, see a new side to Pennsylvania and, like, Mm -hmm. the locals really embraced you and that was just really cool. So you get to, like, learn a new place while you're doing this, too. Yeah, yeah. It was really fun. And then, you know, like, if you're ever passing through Old Forge, like, you know which one you're going to go to. Yeah. And also which ones to avoid because... (laughs) There are a couple (laughs) of ones, and you're like, no. Yeah. No, no, no. Which I'm sure you'll write up in your
1: blog post. Yeah. (laughs) Um,
0: So, tips for planning your own... We mentioned some. Basically... We do 10. Yeah. It's a full day. Start early. Plan Um, ahead. Pick your date early if you can so your friends can plan for it because everyone's busy and everyone wants to go. Yeah. So if you can get it on everyone's calendars early, um, get the date nailed down, and then you can figure out the specifics a little later. Yeah. Um, And you'll have a whole blog post on this. Yeah. So So. like I said, I'm going to get one out before this goes live. Yeah. But my thing is, like, you have to plan. Like, you have to have a good idea of who's going to be there Mm -hmm. at what time. Because not everyone who does it is with us through the whole day. Because we're not going to tell anyone, like, if you can't be there for all 10, you can't come. Like, no. No. If you can only come for 3 in the afternoon, please come. Um, So, so, like, in Lancaster, we had a part of the day where we had 30 people. But other times, we only had 12. Mm -hmm. So, I had to plan accordingly and make reservations at certain places and... You have to figure out what order you want to go in and that depends on what time they open or how late they're open. Yep. So all that kind of stuff you have to How think do about. you narrow down which pizza places to go if you're in a place like where we are? So what I've done is I usually like for Philly we have a lot of people who are familiar Locals. with Philly. So I reached out on like Facebook to ask for recommendations And then I... So I take that information, but then I also um, compare it to, like, Yelp reviews or lists. Like, if you Google, like, 10 best pizza places in Philly, you're going to get several lists. So I kind of, like, compare notes of all those places and see which ones get the most mentions. And then... I usually use that to guide me the most, but then if there's a place that I know is supposed to be really good, and maybe it's newer, so it's not mentioned as much, but I'm like, we're definitely going there. Mm -hmm. So it's a little bit just subjective, but also trying to do as much research as I can to just figure out which ones really are popping up the most when people talk about it, and then I narrow it down to 10, and then I have to decide which order, which is sometimes yeah that's really hard that's a puzzle I can't especially my head if we're around. trying to walk yeah and stuff so if you need yeah. inspiration or anything we have all of our blog posts mm-hmm. of the older older yeah. um, years that we've done and you'll have your new ones too we'll mm-hmm. put those in the show notes yeah anything else I'm planning um I don't think so just have fun yeah it's so much fun yeah. document it we have a hashtag hashtag feast of S-T, pizza yeah yeah <laughs> which is what they originally used mm-hmm. on the podcast that you listen to okay yeah okay so future places slash dream destinations Rome <laughs> yeah <duh. laughs> so Robert and I are planning to go to Italy at the end of the year and so I am gonna do one in Rome yeah when we're there but I think what we'll do is um spread it out over a couple of days so yeah, it won't Italy's be like a different true one. Um, but yeah, we'll probably do it. So we're going to like two or three a day and I'll keep very serious notes as <laughs> yeah. I always do. Yeah. Um, and I also kind of want to do a feast of St. Gelato. there? <laughs> Girl, you come so. back 20 pounds. Heavier. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but we'll be walking a lot. No. So. Yeah. It's worth it. Are mm-hmm. you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah. What else are you doing in Italy? Also Rome's really walkable. Like, yeah, it, you'll be able to walk pretty easily wherever you need to go. Yeah. but Especially if I do it like, oh, we're in this neighborhood today, mm-hmm. so we'll hit up these three over here. Yeah. And, you know, even if we eat all three of them for lunch that day. Yeah. Awesome. The The one thing about it being just you and Robert is, like, it's just going to be easier mm-hmm. than... Yeah. Even four of us, mm-hmm. six of us would be... Because some of those places are really oh, tiny. Like, so small. Yeah. And especially if you're there during, like, if you're during the tourist season, like, mm-hmm. forget about it. But... That's yeah. so Rome's yours. Anything else? Um well we've talked about doing New Haven. Yes. Connecticut, right? Yes. Yeah. Um problem with that is like that's like an eight hour drive for us. It's so it's kind of a hike. Yeah. It would have to be a long weekend situation, most likely. We've considered Ocean City, which the reason why yeah. Ocean City is on. Ocean the list City, New Jersey. Is because Ocean City is sort of the place that Every sort of family in yeah. Pennsylvania goes yeah. to Ocean my City. My family goes there every summer. My parents grew every, up going there every my summer. My family never went, but everyone else I know yeah. went to Ocean City. And yeah. people have like their favorite pizza places when they're on vacation. Mm-hmm. So that'll be kind of interesting. Yeah. And also there's this huge... Manko and Manko. It used to be Mac and Manko, but now like, it's Manko and Manko. I don't know yeah. what happened to Mac. Something. I don't know. Like if drama. There was drama. <laughs> we'll <to> find out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's when we're talking about. Obviously, we New should York. do New York at some point. I think we should do one neighborhood of New York. Yeah. Even like even Brooklyn, in Brooklyn neighborhood. Yeah, we could do like Bed Stuy or something. Yeah. Um, or Williamsburg or whatever. Right. Just choose one neighborhood because New York is and everyone's like, why haven't you done New York? It's like, well, New York is huge. We've tried Philly. Yeah. And Philly's a lot smaller than New York. Yeah. Philly was logistically the hardest. That Ubering everywhere. Walk- yeah. I remember there was one point where I was behind Kelly. Yeah. For, and it, I felt like I had been walking for days. Yeah. And, and it was kind of also, raining. Yeah. And it was yeah. like drizzling. That was and, a, a dark part of the day. Yeah. And I just like got to the place and I was like, what am I doing? Yeah. Philly was like, <laughs> exhausting. Yeah. It was really good, but it was exhausting. But that's why doing maybe, like, one neighborhood or two neighborhoods and Mm -hmm. sort of, like... Yeah. Making... Because, like, that's why Lancaster was so great, because we walked everywhere. Yeah. So, and that's, like, when I was planning Lancaster, if there was a place that popped up in my list that was outside of the city center, it was automatically discarded. Yep. Because I wanted everything to be right in town so we could walk. Yeah. And that's something to keep in mind, too. If you're... Thinking about doing New York, maybe you should start smaller. Like, yeah. Like, it's logistically... Or if you want to go big or go home, I you mean, can go for just it. just know what you're in for. Yeah. Like, seriously. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, New York is one that people keep saying, why have you done New York? Yeah. Maybe um, we'll do a neighborhood, but... But, yeah, and, like, if we did it in our little town of Lebanon, PA, you can literally do this anywhere. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah. don't feel like you have to do it in a big no. city. No, actually... Everyone should just start wherever they are. Yeah. Just start where you start are. Start in your hometown. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. It's really fun. Yeah. But also, like, if you have a city that you have a thing that's like your thing, do that instead of pizza. Yeah. Like in Nashville, you could do like hot, hot chicken, chicken sandwiches or something. Or... Somehow I went to Nashville without trying hot chicken. Oh, see, I probably wouldn't try hot chicken. I know you would can't <laughs> yeah. Spicy stuff. But I love spicy stuff. I get stuff? hot chicken without the hot. I need, yeah, I need to redo that whole yeah. thing. But like, you could do a taco crawl and like, Austin oh, my or God, that would be so fun. Like, that would be so We fun. considered doing a donut crawl, but we realized that there'd only be one winner. Our- and yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, yeah. we'd have to go, like, one of our best donut makers is just like our Grocery oh my store. gosh. Like, they're actually really good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like think yeah. think about like whatever it is that your like area sort of like really nails. Yeah. And just I mean if wings. hmm Like anything that's that would be a, good one. a really good food that you love, you could do. Yeah. People do bar crawls, just make mm-hmm. it a food item. Yeah. Right? Do like barbecue or something. Yeah. Yeah. But pizza is pizza the is best. what's up. <laughs> yeah. So we're a little partial to that. Yeah. Okay, so we like you guys should tell us where your fa- like favorite pizza hub is. Yeah. Or if like you live in a city and you're like, I Go don't know here. what it is, but like this random pizza shop in my town is the best pizza I've ever had. Tell us about it. Yeah. Leave us a voicemail about it, which is our number is 717-9640215. Um, yeah. But yeah, if you have any thoughts or if you have more questions about how we do the Feast of Saint Pizza um, or anything like that, please let us know. Or you can also email us at hello at passportsandpizza.com. DM us on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Basically, we want to know what pizza changed your life. Yeah. Because it can do that. Definitely. <laughs> All right, do you want to do a listener question? Yeah. Okay. I want to do two. Okay. Because one will be fast. Okay. One from our friend, Nick Hong. (laughs) Do you think sushi Ritos are trash? My answer is yes. Uh, Heck yeah, they're disgusting. Okay, here's my thing. What is that? Uh, Well, you've seen them, right? These like burritos, but they're full of like sushi stuff. Yeah. So first of all, I'm not a burrito person. Like, it's just too much to put in my face at one time. I love a burrito bowl, but don't give me an actual burrito. It's just gonna fall apart and it's too much food. Yeah. I'm s so, i am I like to those. eat with a fork. I do fork and knife with a burrito. Second of all, I'm that garbage person who eats sushi with a knife and a fork because... Oh, no. Sushi. Sarah, no. I know. I'm terrible. But number one, chopsticks make my hands cramp up. I can't use them. I'm a terrible You're person. You're an illustrator. You use your I, hands. I know, but I don't hold them like chopsticks. I'm used to holding pencils. So I've very delicate. Okay, ways. I'm getting you the <laughs> trainer, like what they give little Chinese babies yeah? to learn. Okay. Yeah. I would like to learn because I feel terrible. It's but, like training wheels for your But even if I had the chopsticks, pieces of sushi are too big. I don't like to take big bites of things. So like if I put a whole thing of normal person sushi in my mouth, I literally want to barf. <laughs> so the thought of You eating can't bite down Barutia a Barutia. <laughs> The thought of eating a burrito stuffed with sushi stuff literally makes me want to bar. Well, my thing is, like, <laughs> sushi is not made to be a burrito. <laughs> no. When you watch, like, yeah. masters make sushi, there's yeah. an art form to it. There's balance. There's, right. like, an equal amount of rice. Whenever you have a freaking yeah. sushi. But wouldn't, wouldn't <sighs> someone else say that about burritos? I like, guess like if someone makes a really good burrito, they probably have an art form. But to burritos, it. like the flavors, are supposed to be mixed that way. Like rice right. is supposed to surround your chicken right. or like whatever. Like I'm sorry, no. Can you do like the way you can eat a burrito bowl? Can you eat a sushi bowl? Is that just yeah. like poke? That's what poke is. And also like when we were in Japan, you could get like little fillets of fish in the mm-hmm. fish market, and they would just put over rice and like. But how you do you do eat that? Can you break off pieces of the filet or is yeah. it you have to eat it all at once? Because that's still Like a sashimi, sashimi yeah. shouldn't be that big. But like, those are usually too big for me. If they're too big for you, you could probably take your chopsticks and like sort of finagle them and they'd cut. But See, I'm not made for this life. You, do you have like a small mouth? <laughs> I do. Yeah. You're yeah. <laughs> really tiny Because I'm like, I'm like thinking, I'm like, sushi's never <laughs> not fit in my mouth. But, like, it'll fit, but I feel like once it's in there, I can't actually do you anything with chew. it. You Because it just, like, fills up my whole mouth. <laughs> and then I just, I'm like, feel like a chipmunk, and I'm like, I can't do anything. It's not good. I, okay. <laughs> I think sushi ritos are trash. I love poke. I've never had it. It's good. I'm. Also, it's different than sushi, though. It's not yeah. the same thing. But I'm also afraid of those chunks of tuna. Whenever I look at that, I'm like, that's too much ch- tuna for me to put in my mouth with other stuff at once. You gotta time. do it right. You gotta get the right like, baby size. But that's poke. what I mean. Like when you watch a sushi person, like mm-hmm. you ever watch? Wait, good recommendation. Jiro dreams of sushi. What? Oh my god! It's on Netflix, What's it'll it make called? you believe. Jiro dreams of sushi. Okay. It's like it was before. Maybe it was during the first season of. Um, oh my god! Chef's table or mm-hmm. yeah, on on Netflix. Mm-hmm. It's a documentary about this sushi master. And okay. the amount of intentional care goes with mm-hmm. each step. Like it takes so long to become making sushi is hard. Yeah, we made it at home once. Luke and, and I tried too. It's, it's hard. hard. Yeah, yeah. But like the amount of detail and like precision. Like when mm-hmm. you see that, you're like, this is how sushi is supposed to yeah. be. Like but I love those fancy sushi rolls with like stuff piled on top that look like works of art. And then there's like stuff like splashed on the it's like plate art. Yeah. But I also have no idea how to eat it. See, and <laughs> well, I don't not think with I your physically fork. can. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, Nikong, sushi readers are trash. I'm sorry. Well, that was a longer answer than yeah, I thought. maybe that should be where we leave off. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay.
1: Okay, what's okay. your recommendation? Okay,
0: so my recommendation for this week is... Oh. Um, the Glossier Generation G Lipstick. Is New the, formula? New formula is the perfect casual lipstick. I gotta try. So I had it in the in- initial formula and I loved it then. hmm And I had it in the color Crush, which I really love. What color is that like? It's kind of like a... It's a pink, but like... Like a like, punchy pink? Yeah, kind of like yeah. a zippy pink. Yeah. Um, So that was kind of like my summer color. Yeah. But then they came out with the new formula and I ordered... Um, Jam, which is like a raspberry, which I that's why I got this nail color because it like matches my lipstick. Um, and I the new formula is great, but I these lipsticks are amazing because they go on so easily, you don't have to be like precious about it at all, like it's impossible to mess it up, yeah. And then I feel like it stays on well, like if you're just hanging out with friends, like maybe having a drink, it'll stay on well. But then if it comes off after you, like, ate dinner, you can just, like, throw it back on in the bathroom. Or even, like, if you have, like, hold up your phone. Like, you almost don't even have to look at yourself to put it on. And I love their stuff because it's meant to be buildable color. So it's very sheer. But you can put it on, like, three times if you want to build up the color and have it be really punchy. So just, like, layer it up. Yeah. But it's, like, subtle. Like, both of the colors, I feel like look really good on me yeah um one's more of like a summery one's a little more fall for me but yeah it's just i'm obsessed so. i like i've never been a lipstick type of girl Mm-hmm. i haven't either really but i've been like getting more into <clears throat> it since like listening to more beauty podcasts and stuff yeah plus it is like a nice way to just like really elevate your look yeah you know um, it just that's makes why... you look more polished yeah And that's why I love this stuff, because it's so easy to use, and then it just, like, it stays on just enough, but it's not like you're scrubbing it off at the end of the day. Right. And it doesn't dry your lips out either, right? Mm Mm-mm. Okay, Yeah. Highly recommend. Okay, my recommendation this week is actually an Instagrammer. Um, Her name's Carmen Hooter. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Hutter Hooter. (laughs) How do you spell it? H-U-T-E-R. She's Australian. Oh, sorry, New Zealand. Oh, I don't know. I'm her up. So she, um, well, first of all, she's an amazing photographer, but also she's an overall just an amazing human being. She's one of those people on Instagram that you'll just see her stuff and you're like, wow, this world is so epic. Her landscapes are fantastic, but she's just mm. a very inspiring human being. Yeah, I'm looking at this right now. She, um, she's so worked pretty. with Dame Traveler with us quite a bit. She has, like, a couple blog posts with us. She's been featured on on Dame Traveler's Instagram page. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're working on a project I can't really talk about right now. But she's just been one of those people who's not only incredibly responsive, but mm-hmm. she's so down-to-earth. She's creative. She's... Every one of her posts recently has been, like, almost like a travel guide, but, like, an Instagram form, which I really Mm -hmm. appreciate. She's also, like, based in New Zealand, so if you are really wanderlusting for Mm. that, uh, you know, Lord of the Rings life, (laughs) she's got you. She's, I mean, she's hiked, like, all over the world, um, but she's just, I'm really loving her right now. Um, And she does have some workshops um, that she's doing, so you should definitely go support her. All these like travel instagrammers, there's a lot of horrible ones out there. Mhm. This is not a horrible one. This yeah. one is she's just great. I love her. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. We'll link to her in the show notes. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So, I guess that does it for episode 2. Yeah. Um, thanks so. for listening. Um, if you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend. Yes. Subscribe, rate and review helps us with their algorithm on iTunes. Yes, and stuff. annoying algorithm. Um, yeah, and we want to hear from you. So, yeah. Check out. So, please leave us a voicemail at 717-964-0215. We definitely want to hear your life-changing pizzas. Mm-hmm. Where we should go for Feast of St. Pizza this year because we're still... Undetermined, so that would be cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can follow us on Instagram, um, Passport Pizza Pod. And on Twitter. And on Twitter, too. You can also email us, hello at passportsandpizza.com. Yes. And our show notes will, with like links and all of the things that we've mentioned in the episode, will be at passportsandpizza.com. Um, and so, yeah. yeah. And then if you want to follow us individually, I'm at Sarah underscore Cornelius underscore on Instagram. And I'm at Roman Golightly, R-O-A-M and Golightly. Um, so, yeah. So we can be friends there and see what we're up to in between our episodes. Yeah. Yeah. And big shout out to Lara's brother, Will, <laughs> for doing our theme music. Very yeah. much appreciated. And um